Hola amigos and welcome back to another episode of La Vida Verde podcast. I'm your host Matthew Human here at Finca Vida Verde and my guest today is my dear neighbor Ali Nohinek. Ali is a yogi, a Thai medicine practitioner. She's the founder of Radiant Sun Foundation and Academy. She's a mama and she's also recently moved here to Takotal. She's one of my closest neighbors. It's going to be a great conversation. I'm looking forward to it. Hope you enjoy. Ali Nohinek, welcome to Love You to Ready podcast. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ali, I've been wanting to have you for a long time. We've tried multiple times to get you uh, on the podcast because I love you for being the person that says it like it is. Thank you. You're welcome. You're laughing because she knows that Ali and I have a lot in common that way. We're both very direct. We tend to start trouble. We stir the pot a little bit. Um, let's start with a little bit about your history. So I met you at the full moon circle at La Covia. You were living there for a short time, mm-hmm. but I quickly learned after I was like, I, I just noticed you. And then the first thing I noticed was like, well, how do y'all what's going? And I was like, that girl is from the Southern U S so <laughs> sorry. Yeah. That, hor- that was a horrible alley impression. Where are you from? Where did you grow up? I grew up in Arlington, Texas. Uh-huh. Arlington is the home of the Texas Rangers. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, like what was that? What was that like for you? Oh gosh, growing up in Arlington, well, it was the suburbs, and I had a very. I grew up with a very traditional life. We moved to California when I was nine, and came back when I was twelve. No, 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 six, and then came back when I was nine. Oh, uh, like two years. Yeah, three. Three years. Yeah, it was great to live there. But um, yeah, it was nice living living there. I grew up very, you know, parents who were professionals. Professionals. What does your mom do? My mom's an interior designer. Okay. My dad was an engineer. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. You had some nice inspiration. Did you take inspiration from them when you were young? Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that necessarily, but, you know, my mom always kept a very clean house and wanted everything to look perfect. And I think now, like, I like things to be feng shui. I think that was part of her influence. Yeah, that's interesting, right? Like, she took it one step, you took it a step further. Like, that's kind of what we do as children. Like, that's cool. So, and your parents are, your mom is Lebanese. Yes. And you were telling me, I think, that they migrated to Mexico. Through Mexico. Through Mexico. From Latin. In El Paso. Uh-huh. Yeah. And landed in El Paso and then moved up to Dallas. Well, my mom went to Texas Tech, and that's where she met my dad. I don't know. And that's yeah. in, is that in Dallas? No, Texas Tech is in Lubbock. Lubbock. Yeah. I don't know. Texas is a big Yeah, it's a huge it's state. It's a big state. It's as big as Sudan, but and- we're Sudan separated into two countries. I don't even know how big Sudan is. Yeah, it's big. Okay. Yeah. Biggest Texas. I think it's as big, well, the biggest country in Africa. Oh. And it's the same size as Texas? Texas is big. Wow. Okay. It's the second biggest state. Texas is? Yeah. What's the first? Alaska. Alaska. Wow. Yeah. See, this is why I love Allie. She's a wealth of facts and knowledge. 
Um, okay, and and another interesting thing I learned about you is that you actually met your husband James um, when you were kids. Yeah, our families immigrated from Lebanon together on an onion boat three generations ago. An onion boat, which is what a boat full of onions, onions transporting onions. They ate onions for three months. Yeah, it's true. Just like primarily onions, just onions. And so his family might like. M- like immigrated with your family yes so his family is kind of followed the same path yes and uh, okay so and then but i know you like also when we did so we started talking and it turns out she was living in fort worth where my parents were living in fort my mom was living in fort worth my sister was there as well and so i was going back there a lot to visit and we just ended up being there at the same time knowing some of the same people mm-hmm. and uh, and you had a yoga studio there like a uh, your own company that you had started. I had a yoga studio for nine years, and before then, I had the Yoga for Athletes business. And um, yeah, we hosted all kinds of events. And when H- Human came, it was fun. We did a a live music, yoga, sound immersion, but it was with the the contact improv and tantra. It was tantra, yeah. contact improv, and music. Yes, it was so nice. Yeah, we had a good time. And that was, what was the name of the studio? Radiant Sun Academy. And does it still exist there? Yeah, I sold it to my best friend and my best student. Nice. Yeah. And Fort Worth is like, if any of you have ever been to Fort Worth, it's a cattle town. It is not like a yoga mecca. So you were like kind of, and you were surrounded by like, I remember like a wedding store. Oh, uh, yeah. And like, a, I don't know, what else? It's a historic Hanley shopping district. It used to be the the one... Um, that area used to be the one um, train stop from Fort Worth to Dallas. That was the main highway. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, super interesting. Back in the day. Oh, okay. That's an old historic building, very old, like 100. And when we landed there, it was 100 years old. It was a beautiful studio. I remember that. So, yeah. So, like, what got you into yoga? Like, what was your, what was, were you always into yoga? Or, like, kind of tell, tell us a little bit about your kind of, like, your evolution as a, as a as a from like growing up like what was your yeah well I grew up very high strong and I was diagnosed when I was little with like ADHD and bipolar and manic depression and they put me on a bunch of pills when I was like a little kid basically and then when I was 16 I started working out and I was like I don't need these pills I just got off of them and just working out made me feel so much better and way more balanced and um and then after I started getting into um, exercise, someone introduced me to Bikram yoga, which is like hot, intense, hot, I don't intense know, yoga. really, which was really suited for me at the time. And and I really liked the challenge. I started in high school, like just at the gym. And then when I started getting into Bikram, I was like, oh, yeah, this is really good. It like fed my intensity. And then I got into like hot power yoga, which is like even more intense. And then I took it up a notch even more from there and went into like this hot Ashtanga fusion, which is like even more intense. Hot Ashtanga yoga. Oh, my God. Down dog to (laughs) to human stand. And it was to like an art, crazy art balance. And then from there, it was actually my yoga for athletes. When I started teaching yoga for athletes, that's when my practice started um, calming down, ironically, because I was like, what the heck do I do with these athletes? These people who are, I was teaching primarily to high school athletes, and I taught all of my alma mater, UTA's athletes. 
And I was like, I can't do exercise with them. They don't need that one. They need mobility training. And so I started uh-huh. kind of looking out, going to different classes. And and that's when I kind of broadened my my understanding of yoga, I took you know, hundreds and hundreds of hours and more training. And now I have much more of a holistic understanding and I would consider myself like a classical tantric teacher. Okay. What does that mean to be a classical tantric teacher? Because for a lot of people, tantra immediately, like you start thinking of Kama Sutra, like get it on, like, you know, it has that kind of connotation in the modern world. But what does it mean to you? Because I understand I've heard some of your philosophies and I'm like, wow, that's interesting. It's not like anything I've heard before. Yeah. So tell us a little bit. So, I mean, first of all, the Kama Sutras are like a whole sutras in and of themselves. They're a whole text. Tantra is actually has its own set of texts that are stem from a classic. When I say classical Tantra, I'm referring to the the texts, the Vedic texts that are um, are more non-dualist in nature and are expressing and giving a multitude of modalities in order to achieve the ultimate state of yoga, which is, you could call it samadhi or divine union or feeling um, feeling the presence of God and everything. So tantra is actually our way to, whether there's the right and the left hand, most people think there's only the sexy hand or the it's not even really sex because mm-hmm. the right and left hand, one is that you pull your senses back. You're like doing all the things to kind of pull away from the senses and the, the other is you indulge in the senses in order to get access to God. You could do both. And I found over the years that, yeah, that a lot of people who are classical tantras do not indulge in the other path. They think it's taboo or negative in some way. But I found that you can actually use both and they complement each other. Yeah, I think being extreme on either side is, you know, no one like, I don't know if I have a hard time with fundamentalism of any sort or like yeah. purists of any kind. It's yeah. too, doesn't suit me. I'm like, Oh, yeah. You've heard of the like um, Buddhists. There's a sect of Buddhists who they have one day of like, drunken debauchery where they like they do everything is pure and they're like complete you know completely celibate meditating all the time and then one day they just drunken orgies yeah Yeah, i'm more like you know have drunken orgies more spread out throughout the year with like you know know, yeah like you know you know what i mean well that's cool so and you teach locally you're one of our local yoga teachers for years you were donating your time down well i guess over a year i guess right yeah um how when did you guys move here how long is it been last august last okay so yeah like not quite a year then a year and a half or the year a year and a half almost oh in august it'll be two years okay got it okay so so yeah so you've been and you've been teaching yoga at leb for you know the community which is really a great offering and now are you still teaching yoga or like you teach online or i know you have the radiant sun academy that's found that's an online thing as well or yeah it's moved we have a 300 hour and a 200 hour yoga school uh-huh. and we moved it it was all in person and now we're moving it online mm-hmm. so okay yeah and you also teach locally yeah 
I teach small groups. You're local. Yeah. Oh, yoga, Ali Dozier. In the yoga shala. Lev, yoga shala. Every set. Or anywhere, right? You can yeah. teach anywhere. So Private classes, whatever. Yoga therapy. And we have another um, guest soon that is another Thai massage therapist, which I'm remembering. He and I do different. He's contemporary. I'm more traditional. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? What's the difference between <laughs> traditional... Thai medicine. So a lot of people think Thai massage and they think stretching, mm-hmm. but really... Thai massage has very little to do with stretching. It's more of we're using the the model of the element theory, which is the Thai medicine theory, which is similar to Ayurveda. You look at the elemental constitution of the individual and what's going on with them, and you treat the body accordingly. So I don't just do massage. I treat things like sprains, contusions, um, like trauma injuries, because it, basically anything that's external, I can treat it. With herbs, herbal compresses, cupping, scraping. Mm. I do scar treatments. Cool. Yeah, like if you got hurt, I could help you. <laughs> I remember you. You're a healer. I remember you coming over here and harvesting gotukola for a while. And you were making compresses or some kind of... Yeah, that was salt. my scar treatment. Scar treatment. Yeah. That's right. I couldn't figure out how to dry it, but... Well, it's gonna... yeah, you got to do it in the, in the dry season. You could do it. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, it was <laughs> the rainy season. Right. Yeah, which I guess you've learned a lot. So this is another interesting topic is, so you recently moved here from, you were in Lakovia for the most part, for the whole time. I yeah, the whole time. Here. And then recently, like in the last month, you moved up here to Takotal. Yeah. So I'm curious, like what has been your experience? I mean, you know, you're, it's so obvious, down in Ecovia, it's a whole nother community. It's very much more, I'd say it's much more suited for children in, in some ways, like where there's a lot of kids. It's, you know, they're running around, they they have their crew, there's a school bus that comes and takes it. What's it been, how's it been uh, different, like being up here? I'm just curious, what's your experience been here? Well, I mean, we're living in a fully open house, so that's a huge difference. Um, I love it here. I really, I really like, I always wanted to live off grid and more closer to nature because ultimately Ayurveda and these traditional medicines are all about coming back to your nature, yoga, coming back to your nature, but nature is nature. Our nature is, is to be closer to to this mm. and and we can listen to our symptoms better if we're not so like distracted and Levy's a little distracting. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a, it is. I mean, it's because, I mean, it's just a different reality. It's... It is a different world. You can't even go to the compost without having like a 10 <laughs> hour long conversation. Yeah, because you're a very social person, as and, am I. And I, yeah. I would think I would enjoy, you know, spending time there more. Yeah. It's a nice, it's a nice place. But for sure, there is a difference when I come up here and I'm surrounded by the trees and the elements and it's got a sense of peace. Yeah, absolutely. It's more peaceful. And yeah, I mean, I feel like now I can really listen. Like I can hear so much more because the house is open and everything that i mean the i don't know those coyotes the yeah, last like last night week? no no are they last night they were right there really i heard them like at four they woke me up at 4 45 in the morning right there yeah this morning yeah yeah i i, I was in the middle of an amazing dream i thought it was a scream oh really <laughs> People screaming. Oh, yeah. No, the coyotes are have been, this last week, have been and- super close and super loud. And yeah. But yeah, this morning, it was like the most I've, I think that was as close as I've ever heard them. Mm-hmm. 
Um, yeah, totally. So, and how are the kids like getting along? And and like, is it like, cause yeah, that house. So you're living in Gustavo and Rosa's house, which was one of our like it was probably like our fourth house ever here at Takmatal. Very open, very very like rustic, like we all used to live. I always had even my old house was like the most enclosed house here, which is very open. I think that's very open. Now I live in a much more like I can shut windows and oh, yeah. I like having that ability, to be honest. But but it has yeah, I also liked living like that, you know. I think it's you know, everybody has their 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 thing. But yeah, like I don't even know is there screens there? There's not- there are scre- some screens with holes in them and then <laughs> some screens they work, but everything's open. Like we get like a thousand leaves blown in blown yeah. in the room. Yeah, no, it's a lot of leaves. Yeah. Yeah. So like that house really I think was I kind of they no one was living there for quite a while for the last couple of years really. Natty was living there for a while, but then now they na, na, um yeah, Nati is Gustavo's cousin. Oh. Yeah, she was she was a single woman living there, just roots, man. Nice. Um teaching um I think she taught uh Spanish down in Ecolia. Oh. Super sweetie. But yeah, I mean it was a lot for a single woman to be living like there. First of all, that was go- before we got the solar panels. And that was before the solar panels. Yeah. I was like, now you have so you now you have a solar system and mm-hmm. How's that been like adapting to because living in a solar system is different than living yeah. um, on a, you know, you know, it's different. You have to guard your energy. You have to be mindful of your energy. Yeah. You don't have unlimited energy. You have it when there's sun and then you don't have it or you have a certain amount of battery. Right. So, yeah, we we have a deep freezer like we don't have capacity to run like the Vitamix or like even a slow cooker during the day just at all. Well, no, a slow cooker definitely because heating elements, anything with heating elements on a solar system is like that's the heating is what takes up the most energy, They're like mm. multiple times more than anything that doesn't have a heating element. Yeah, I didn't. I'm learning that. Yeah. But we have like a deep freezer that's um, on low. Yeah. And so that's our refrigerator and we just unplug it at night. We okay. don't have enough sun to keep it plugged. But I'm actually going to get a steer pot. A what? Oh, um, no, what do they call them? So what Rosa and Gustavo used to do is they put a pot and then you put rocks or, or sand and then you put water in there and you put another pot inside uh-huh. and you put your vegetables in there and it's like a refrigerator. Right. So I'm excited to try that. Old school. Old school. Old school yeah. stuff. I like it. Yeah. Cool. And did you guys, um, you are you like, you feel like you're still like getting to know the area or are you like, we're here. You were rooted. Yeah, no, I feel very rooted here. I love the community. I love being here. Yeah. Yeah, I liking it. Yeah. Yeah. And now that we're in Takatal, I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. <laughs> really? Yeah. We're I'm so happy here to... Oh, that makes me happy. Yeah. Um, and... Yeah, I'm thinking of like, what can I plan? There's no sun. <laughs> well, yeah, you may be... I mean, that's the other thing is like the land wasn't... There was nobody living there. So managing it, you know, like trees in... In in five years, and you know, no one was really managing. Like Gustavo comes and goes, and he does, you know, manage it. it but he keeps. He's not. Yeah, and he, bee keeps. He keeps the bees, of course. Um, so yeah, you have bees. There's a lot of bees on that. Oh line. yeah, and Mariolas, all kinds of bees. I love it. Yeah, the little barrel is just all right there. Yeah, 
Um, but yeah, like, you know, as far as like managing forests, like I'm really into like forest management and like, I think, you know, being here, I want to have a lot of openness and yeah. a lot of like, you know, it just like having some sep some separation from the, the natural forest and also a place to grow fruit trees, which is part of permaculture is creating your zones. Mm -hmm. So your zone one is, you know, close to your home and then zone two is where your gardens is and, you know, having living in a, a zone four forest isn't necessarily for everybody yeah it's intense yeah <laughs> but james is having fun with the machete oh, yeah of course so james is the guy that's always running around with swords anyways oh, now he's I just, hear, I just hear good well hopefully this and the other thing is like learning to know what you're cutting because yeah. sometimes it's only cutting the little things right yeah but he i we have an app oh you do like a plant identifier. Oh, cool. Yeah, of course. And how are the kids? They love it. So we have two kids. Mm -hmm. Their age is what? Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, they love it. And we still go. They have their one core friend in La Igoria. And so we spend so much time there. Plus, I'm doing my classes, my time massage. So mm -hmm. I joke that we're there just as much as we were right now. <laughs> James was, was working at the school. Is he still? No. No. Okay. So. No. And you, are you working like any regular job or just kind of freelancing right now? Um, I'm mainly freelancing. I, um, I'm doing a 300-hour teacher training at Larry's house. Um, You're teaching. It's going to be. So what I'm wanting to do, and I'm putting it out there slowly, is it's a 300-hour yoga regenerative lifestyle program. So instead of it just being all yoga... I'm wanting to include more of the regeneration because yoga is ultimately all about nature. And I'm wanting to bring in more of these elements of living in community and how we can learn to live more in alignment with nature. And that's amazing. I think I I love that. I think that's super like, that's a super great idea. Like Sarah Wu has, you know, she took her loves of herbalism and permaculture and merged them into one course. Uh, it's called Permaculture for the Herbalist Path. Same, you can do the same thing with yoga. It's like yoga and community. It's like yes. we each have our specific things that we're really well suited for, right? Yeah. Okay. Well, good. That's exciting. And you're teaching that when? That's going to be June 10th through July 1st. It's a three-week intensive. And you're teaching it in La Acovia? Yeah. At Larry's house? Yeah. Okay. It'll be like we'll have the whole house and everyone will sleep probably on the floor because that's another thing I'm very passionate about. Oh. About sleeping on the floor? Yeah. Just a just a minimal furniture lifestyle. I remember this. I visited your house in Texas and there wasn't that by the way. They remember no. we yeah, we didn't you didn't have like a regular kitchen table we set on the floor. Yeah, we cut the legs off. Did that come I mean, is this like a yeah, I I thought it was like a Lebanese tradition. Oh no. Just some Lebanese stuff right here. It's like no. Yeah, no, it is very like Mediterranean and Japanese. Uh huh. But no, I didn't get it from that. Okay. No, it's a mechanical thing. Yeah. It's just that we're, we're designed to move. And our furniture is is like if the American household. is like you have a big sofa and then a coffee table and then tables on either side. And then you have these big beds and everything. The furniture, like you have barely, you can't even do a cartwheel in your home. Right. So the idea is that you can actually move and dance and, and let your body do what it's designed to do. Yeah. Like you sit on the floor. Right. Squatting is the number, you guys, squatting is the number one reason 
what number one thing a woman can do to keep her pelvic floor supple? Like keep her squat. pelvic floor supple. Squat, squat, ladies. Right, Squ men squat. What about men? Yeah, what is it? Probably good for us Prostate too. Prostate too. Got to get the blood flow. Yeah. Yes, I remember visiting you and your kids were sword fighting in the house. Like or James, like. And James got you to sword fight too. Oh yes, we're still working. We're still working on that one. Um. <laughs> no, it was super fun. I really, I'm, I'm so, I'm glad we had that like connection, the Texas, uh, Costa Rica connection. Yeah, do you still go back there ever? Yeah, we're going back in April. Oh, it's been over a year. Mm -hmm. I feel like it's gonna be like. Does your mom cook like an amazing Lebanese meal? My mom. She was a working mother. She was a working so mom. Grandma she would always chop things bigger than what I. I was uh, able while needing. No, I I think she cooked very well. But I mar I was married to a Palestinian who like whose mom like was a really really good cook, and I learned how to cook a lot of the Lebanese and Mediterranean dishes from from that family and Palestinian Jordan, and so like I learned how to do things more of a traditional way. And my mom was like, the generations pass, like right. you know you kind of make a bunch of shortcuts right the traditional dishes yeah yeah similar with my mom's italian but she's italian american but she uses prego not prego not prego but right. yeah yeah no 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 she'll make like she'll use like tomato paste and tomato but it's like pre-made it's not like she's like boiling down tomatoes and you know harvesting and growing you know it's like right. traditional italian that's what they're gonna do but right so yeah, and you just mentioned you were married prior. So you grew up with James, and then you married someone else. I married at 19, and I was married for a few years to a Palestinian immigrant. And I had a trophy wife wife. Trophy wife wife. This is right. I, I'm remembering this. You were a trophy wife. What does it mean to be a trophy wife? <laughs> what does that mean? Well, I just wore a lot of high heels and dressed up a bunch and went and ate really yummy, expensive food and... It means you had a rich husband who took care of you and you were just the hottie on his arm. Yeah. <laughs> and so you lived that life. Not, yeah. Like, even though it wasn't me, I just kind of, because I was so young, I just like did did that for a little bit. Right. And it, is it okay to say, I think he, he passed away, right? He did pass away. You helped him transition, right? Wasn't that part of your... We, we separated. And, um, but well, yes, you separated before he passed, yeah, but we were still really close and remain really close until the last time. But mm. he, he was sick the whole time. It was a really challenging thing to be married to someone who was sick. And that's why we didn't have kids. Oh, and then when did you, how, how, and then you, did you all, were you like always in love with James or like did that come how, in? No, I'm so curious about that. <laughs> No, ew. Well, <laughs> just, ew. Well, because like his mom told me, like I was probably in my. This is probably on Thursday. Died. His mom was like, you know, James really loves you, and I was like, what? No way. Your mom told you that. Oh, James's mom. James's mom. And I was like, uh, uh, no. Oh. And so I was like, not interested because people thought he was like the weird one, you know. Which, you know, you know, James. He's a character. He's very in. You know, he's has his own personality, and um. Yeah. But you... Just at the right time, he, like, approached me, and I was like, well, I'll just see what this is like. And, you know, one thing led to another, and... And now you got two kids. You're living in Costa Rica off the grid. One thing I love about James is all, anything I'm down for, he's pretty much down for. 
I uh, I really respect that about him. Yeah, he's open. Yeah, he's open. Yeah, he's open to moving here. We had our kids at home, home births, you know. And did you, did he, I mean, you two have a similar spiritual practice? Like he's Muslim, are you, you, I, uh, it's a, it's uh, the first time I've publicly gone out of a closet with that. What, well, what, well, you know, is, it, is it a secret? This concept of Islam because of 9-11 and now there's like this war on Islam and everyone thinks that they are oppressive to women and that's really sad and not true at all. Um, well, so, maybe certain sects are, I mean, that's the reality, like Islam is also one of the three major world religions yeah. and it's like or four top you know four or five whatever there's a lot of world religions but like it's one of the major ones and in it there's multiple sects and there's multiple ways of viewing it. i mean there's sufism right i would say we're generally more like a Suf sufism but i don't like to say that because sufis are muslim but they kind of rejected islam as their name but islam actually started as a non-religion and it's actually, it was meant to unite believers of God. Right. And so for me, Islam is just yoga and it's a way to unite, you know, people who believe in God. And I, I don't call myself an atheist. I yeah. just consider myself a, belie a believer. I, yeah. And I'm sad to hear that you feel like you have to like, um, yeah. I hope we didn't out you. Like this was meant to like, uh, shocking, <laughs> Ali's a Muslim. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like. It is what it is. I mean, you, I, I, yeah, I think you're all religions have, you know, different sects. Like I said, it's like you, a Sufism to me is very, very different from like fundamental, you know, certain fundamental sects. It's like, it's like the difference between fundamental Christians and versus like, you know, uh, you know, Unitarian Universalists, you know, yeah. it's like you can believe in God and believe a, in a certain path without like believing that things have to be a certain way that very strict Certainly. and. Yes. Well, I think that goes with any tradition. Even in yoga, there's a lot of dogma and, you know, yeah, it's well, everywhere. And I think and, it, nature. and I think it's good to, to talk about it, actually, because I think people like, you know, when you don't know a lot of Muslims, you think like all Muslims are this way or just what you hear on TV or whatever. But meeting people that, you know, practice in their own way, it's like, oh, well, not everybody who identifies as this is like that way because yeah. i have never met an oppressed muslim and i've spent a lot of time in jordan <laughs> okay oh you spent I, 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 jordan. yeah right. like nine months total I, we kept going back because his my previous husband's family lived there well wow. because they got kicked out of the stakes that's a long story but yeah okay <laughs> that's another they overstayed the visa <laughs> well yeah <laughs> uh, interesting and yes there's obviously a lot of turmoil going on in the middle east so sending Love, I bet that must be. Do you feel that? Do you feel like, does it affect you, or do you? Are you pretty much like, don't let it. At first, when all this kind of started re-emerging, but I've come to find peace. Yeah, yeah. What can we do? We're that's we're here. Yeah, we can be here. We can do as much as we can here, and not spread stories and not retell stories that aren't going to help the ultimate solution. Like I could retell, say a lot of things that would support the Palestinian suffrage movement, right? Like pro that. And I did that for a long time, but it doesn't, it doesn't do anything. It just perpetuates the hate, you know, yeah. is more dividing. So I don't want to tell those stories. Yeah. But yeah. that's where it starts is we have to be willing to let go of those stories. Yeah. Good. Yeah. I'm with you. 
Um, well, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's nice to get to know you. Hopefully, our our guests have, or our um, our viewers have enjoyed learning a little bit more about you. Um, thank you, Ali Nohinik. And if you want to check out the Radiant Sun Academy, where can they find it? RadiantSunAcademy.com. And do you are on Instagram? I I do have an account, but I'm not very active right now. But okay, maybe that's so more. More online direct Radiant Sun direct. Academy. Right now, yeah. dot com. Thank you, Allie. You can follow the handle. I'll, it'll slowly. I'll start to post it. Yes, and I'm you sure. Yeah, TikTok. TikTok. No, oh God. <laughs> Allie on TikTok. I tried. Did you see? I got on mm, months I, ago. I didn't. You did. You winked at me. Oh, maybe I did. Okay, but I don't. I don't. I'm not on there either. So, anyways, it was the rainy season. I was bored probably. Um. Thank you, everybody. This is Ali Nohedic. Thank you for being on the show. I'm your host, Matthew Human. This is La Vida Verde Podcast. We release episodes every Tuesday at noon. You can catch us on YouTube where we well, you will see Ali and me live. You can listen on Spotify and on Apple Podcasts. Um, we also are on Instagram at Finca Vida Verde CR, on Facebook, Finca Vida Verde. And we have a Patreon, which we are just like starting to like really ramp up with some cool stuff. Um, we would love your support. Also, I want to give a big shout out. I have never done this before to a product sponsor, but to um, Eco Tea's Yerba Mate, which has been supporting me for over 10 years with Mate and giving me like good energy. I love my Eco Tea's. Thank you. We're looking for more product sponsors. Come check us out if you're interested in being a part of this. Thank you so much, Ali, and we'll see you next time. Pura Vida. Pura Vida.